Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us on the program today. My name is JJ Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. The Duke men's basketball team picked up a new commit yesterday. Kale Ketchings, a grad transfer from Harvard, joins the team. I want to talk a little bit more about the NBA draft decisions with Ryan Lohman today. And what's next? What do the next few weeks look like? for the Stukeman's basketball program, all coming up on today's show. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe, Locked On Blue Devils, wherever you get your podcasts. If you are watching us today, thanks for doing that here on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe. So let's bring in my good buddy, Ryan Lohman, kind enough to join us here on the show today. Ryan, how are you, man? How's your week been? Good, man. It's been uh, it's been fun now finally seeing some rosters shake out and roster spots getting filled. Uh, it's a time of year that I don't love, but it's cool to finally start to get to see move on from last season and get to see what next season could possibly start to look like. So here's the timeline of things. Sunday at 11.59 p.m., we've got the deadline for players that want to be early entrants into the NBA draft. They're required to say, okay, I want to be entered into the pool. We saw that. Five guys for Duke did that. Monday comes and goes, and then yesterday – uh, out of the blue, Duke picks up a commitment from Kale Ketchings, a Harvard grad transfer. What else can you tell me about him, Ryan? Yeah, I, some people. There, there's been some names that have been gone that have put their name into the portal in the last week, and people keep asking, like, "Oh, does this have any impact on them?" And especially ones who would be filling our starting two guard role. And I, I just say no. I think Kale will come in as a veteran leader, um, provide a few minutes off the bench. I, I don't. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert and watch a bunch of his games this year. But he averaged around nine points a game last year with the, with five or six rebounds a game. Um, he's a guard, so he'll be, I think he'll be a backup to whoever we either bring in at the at the two position. Um, so I, I just, I don't expect a whole lot from him, but it sounds like, and even in his, in his commitment uh, article with with On3 Sports, that he, he just wants to provide veteran leadership to this team. So I think that's something that they were going to be lacking next year, specifically after losing Wendell Moore and Mark Williams, who were both going to be upperclassmen. Uh, well, Wendell already was, but uh, Mark would be moving into that upperclassmen um, realm. So I think bringing in a guy like that is going to be huge. He's a Harvard guy. He's obviously smart. The Tommy Amaker ties, the there's just there's ties everywhere with him uh, and and Duke and he's got a lot of elite athletes in his family too so um, not a whole lot of minutes but I think it'll provide veteran leadership and some um, yeah just something that this team was going to lack this year yeah we'll connect the dots if folks weren't able to pick up on it right away with the last name Kale Catchings he is the nephew of Tamika Catchings of course the legendary women's basketball player who had a standout college career herself. For the Tennessee Lady Volunteers, played her entire 15-year WNBA career with the Indiana Fever and uh, was a multi-time gold medalist at the Olympics on the women's basketball side of things. That's the family he's coming from, and now he's going to join the brotherhood in the Duke family. Six foot six, as you said, nearly 10 points a game this past season playing for Harvard. He's got one more year left of eligibility. Uh, They did not have an entire season during that COVID-19 year. Uh, so Kale's got some basketball to make up for, and we saw the success Duke had. I mean, 
this is going to be the future of, of college basketball. And you have to wonder whether or not Duke would be impacted by it. But here we are for two straight years, Ryan, we are seeing Duke go after these guys. Yeah, and I think I think it's a recipe for success. If you can if you can find the right style players to come in, I think that's the biggest thing is is the style and fit is it's it's different than bringing in a bunch of freshmen who have played with each other in different circuits or played against each other and know each other's games. But with transfers, I think it can be a little bit trickier um, just trying to form a team. I think Texas was a great example of who brought in a lot of talented transfers last season, but it took them a while to get it going because they hadn't none of them really knew each other. So um, I don't think Duke will ever be in the in the situation to build an entire team around transfers. But if you can bring in veteran leaders from other teams who want to go play for a winning program and want to experience that, and they have some experience um, playing on a bigger stage and in their uh, previous uh, stops in their career, I think it's a no brainer and Duke's in the market for a couple more transfers and will likely land a couple more transfers by the time this off season's over. So uh, get used to the new normal. That's all I got to say. I like that you brought them up because I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about the Texas Longhorns, but you're right. They really did do a great job last year in the transfer portal. I think the other thing, though, that goes hand in hand with their season a year ago is uh, they had a new coach, too. Chris Beard's having to learn everything that there is to learn about being in Austin and leaving that program. From the Duke perspective, Coach Shire, yes, he's taken over, but he's been there for the past several years. And Duke does have some players that are established, and Duke has been doing a really good job kind of running this one-and-done model, so to speak, uh, for the Blue Devils. Talking about possible uh, other transfers coming into the program, Ryan, like there are some names that are floating out there on Twitter. You're the guy, right, at the Duke Nation. We keep (laughs) celebrating all the milestone followers, and the count keeps going up and up, getting closer to 30K. And uh, with that being said, who are the names we need to be aware of? Yeah, I mean, let's start. We can start with the ones that I think are more likely than not going to happen. Uh, Ryan Young from Northwestern. He's a big. He's a six ten center. Played with under Chris Collins, another Duke family connection there. Um, I mean, decent player. He's not. No one's going to come in and start over Derek Lively. He's one of the best players in the in the in the freshman class. He's going to be an absolute stud. But what we don't have is anybody behind him to 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 take minutes off of his plate. So um, I think. I think it, what I've been told is just a matter of time. Ryan Young will possibly be transferring to Duke. He averaged nine points last season, four rebounds, and the Northwestern fans and and uh, their writers thought it was a huge loss and a surprising loss for them to lose Ryan Young to the transfer portal. Um, just a big impact player, uh, smart and high IQ player. So I think that's exactly what somebody like Derek Lively needs coming off the bench behind him and in practice is somebody that will go after him and challenge him every day. So I don't expect big minutes, but definitely minutes, uh, Theo John type minutes, in my opinion, if we do um, end up getting Ryan Young from Northwestern. The other name that people that we've been tied closely to is AJ Green, the guard transfer from University of Northern Iowa. The one, the one catch here that I think will be a tougher get for him, um, if, if you're a Duke fan, is the fact that his dad is the is an assistant coach at Iowa State. Um, so pulling him away from that might be tough. Duke's pulled pulled players away from family before, but this one will be a little bit tougher as Iowa State's looking to continue their success after that. I think it was an Elite Eight run this last year. Um, Sweet 16 Elite Eight, whatever it was, which, which was one of the biggest turnarounds in college basketball yeah. history, really. Um, so if he can go be a part of that, I don't completely blame him, but he would definitely fill that starting two guard spot that we need right now. Um, so it would be, it would provide in some minutes. He's a great shooter. He shoots over 90% from the free throw line um, shot over 38% 
basically his entire career at Northern Iowa. Um, and then 41% from the field last year. He's just an all around bucket getter at six, four. So um, he's got one year left of eligibility. And then the other names, uh, Baylor Shireman from South Dakota state. I tweeted out this morning. It doesn't really sound likely that Duke's going to be getting much more heavily involved after their initial interest, just based on what he's looking for to get out of the, the NLI stuff and what his agents looking to get for him. Um, it just doesn't look like that's going to be a possibility. Unfortunately, he's, he's really good. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that literally just broke this morning is Malachi Smith from Chattanooga. There has been nothing said about Duke showing interest at all, but it's another name to keep an eye on. He won the player of the year in the SoCon last year, averaged almost 20 points a game, lights out shooter, can score the ball like crazy. So um, keep an eye on that name, but I, I don't even know if we're going to pursue as of yet. I think it depends. I think how heavily they pursue Malachi Smith or anybody else in the portal has to do with their confidence in getting AJ Green. Um, so that, that'll yeah. be very telling. This is our Wednesday morning podcast, so we're just now learning the news of Malachi Smith entering the portal. We haven't even had time for the coaching staff to reach out to them. We're reacting so quickly to that news. That's what we do here on the program. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the Duke men's basketball team going into next season in just a moment. Before we move forward, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a proud presenting sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and boy, are they good. I start most and every day with Built Bar. Low calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. I truly do believe you're making the best decision when you incorporate Built Bar into your diet. What you can do right now, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. We'll move forward here with my buddy Ryan Lohman at the Duke Nation here on Twitter. It's how you could follow him. Uh, what's your engagement been like over the past few weeks, Ryan? It's a page that I love to follow so much, and you take so much pride in. It's off-season. People love this transfer portal news, and they were waiting and counting down the days for NBA draft decision. People got angsty, and uh, I hadn't had been able to catch up with you a little bit. So tell me and the folks a little bit about the page and how it's doing. Yeah, man, it's it's been going it's been going really well. We're just five hundred or so short of thirty thousand, so we're we're moving on up. Um, but I think like with any season, there's always a little bit of a drop off in the interaction and the engagement from fans, um, especially after a tournament run and the tournament run ending the way it did. Fans just kind of want to decompress, get off Twitter, not even think about yeah. next season at all. So, um, but what Duke did this year is they took their sweet time with their announcements leading up to literally the last day of when players get announced is when AJ Griffin's announcement came. So um, it's always funny getting DMS or messages uh, or mentions on Twitter regarding, Oh, well, if, if I've seen AJ doing this, like maybe he's not actually leaving. And it's like, no, AJ is a top five, six, seven pick. Like he, he's going just give it time. And um, I'm, I'm glad that's behind us. Now we're, we're kind of in the realm of people, Keels technically is, is eligible to come back and play if if he wants to. I, I'm not putting any stock into that right now. I know there's been reports of it happening, but if he gets if he gets a couple teams to say we'll pick you in the first round, there's no reason for Trevor Keels to come back. I don't think his stock could improve a ton. He maybe could move into the late lottery next year if he if he comes back and if he had a really good season, maybe. But I mean, those are variables that if you're already a first round draft pick, why? why bat an eye at uh, a few spots up in the draft. So 
um, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of nice to have the decisions kind of past us, and we're moving on now to next season. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we talked about it on the program the past couple of days. A really good friend of the show and one of the best reporters that there is when it comes to Duke athletics, Brendan Marks of the Athletic, uh, saying that it is still a possibility that Trevor Keels comes back. Although a lot of people, uh, myself included, seems like you're in that boat as well. Just don't see that happening. I think Trevor's ready to move on uh, to the NBA as he should be. It's exciting for him to get the opportunity to start that. It was fun, though, a little bit, because there are – you're right. A lot of people do like to decompress and get off the Twitter world, uh, but uh, you run such a big page, you can't necessarily run all the way away from it, Ryan. And what I had noticed is there was almost like this trend with the A.J. Griffin announcement even being one of them, and Duke literally went day by day by day, which was kind of cool. I did like how everybody got their day, got their For day's sure. worth of headlines and that sort of thing. But there was a little bit of a period where it's like, wait a minute, is AJ Griffin just going to forget to do this? Is he just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been? Wouldn't that have been great? But it, yeah, I, I would bet their paperwork is filed well in advance of those days. So that's why, even in the back of my head, obviously thoughts creep in. But um, no, I, I think they take care of that, and and I'm glad that people weren't uh, waiting until the 11th hour that day, but they, yeah. And like you said, I agree. I'm, I'm happy that each person gets their day. Duke will always do it that way. There's no reason to shove five announcements into one day. These kids deserve to, to get that attention, the notoriety that comes with putting your name in the draft um, individually. So I'm happy they do it that way. All right. So when that, I believe it's June 1st deadline comes back and uh, that's yep. the deadline that you've got to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go back to school or not. And that officially puts an end on all speculation and that sort of thing. When that deadline passes, if we're in a position that all five guys are staying in the NBA draft, at that point, Ryan, for me, and I would imagine you're going to be in the same boat, the instant focus is just, well, let's try to get five first-round draft picks because that has never been done before in Duke men's basketball history. And it has only been accomplished once, and that was by the Kentucky Wildcats a few seasons ago, right? Like if, if we know – that all five are staying in there. That's our next focus and our next hope as fans. Is uh, it'd be pretty awesome to say that this team had five first round picks. Yeah, yeah, I have a, a love hate with that for for the main reason being how the season ended. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I'd be thrilled like to be able to say that that's amazing. Happy for those guys, but I can already see the memes. I can already see the replies to tweets that they're saying on draft night that from Carolina fans saying that we beat five first round picks twice out of three times in a year. Um, but no, that that would be the greatest thing uh, that could come out of this is that all five go in the first round. And I, I think it's a it's it's a very good chance of that with the way Keels and Moore will I think perform at the combine and measure out as far as um, physical attributes. I think I, I think they're only going to improve their stock. And right now they're both right on that late first round, early second round, and in, in majority of mock drafts. So I think it's a definite possibility. Only got a few more uh, days to go until you know, a month or so until we'll officially know what that looks like. And, and we'll be rooting for the NBA draft as we do every single year to see where these guys end up. And uh, NBA teams, you love when they're able to pile up Duke players and feels like another Duke team at the next level that we can certainly root for. We've got just a few more moments left here on Lockdown Blue Devils, wrapping up with my buddy Ryan Lohman at the Duke Nation on Twitter. We'll be back to do that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends, 
over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning that you might not know about your car while you wait for the person behind the counter to order parts on the computer that you could be ordering on a computer yourself? You have computers. You've got access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On Blue Devils and their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Again, we're putting a bow on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson with Ryan Lohman. Here it is, Wednesday, April 27th. We told you Malachi Smith is the newest name in the transfer portal from Chattanooga, a 19-point scoring guard. Uh, that would be awesome if Duke were able to add him to the roster with tons of experience to next year's team. Transfer portal news is something to follow over the next few days because it's going to be very, very busy. We're already seeing it being incredibly busy in the NCAA football world as all the football teams have now exited the spring portion of the calendar and are getting ready for the long offseason before fall camp opens up same on the basketball side but Ryan also Duke needs to find another assistant coach still like that still hasn't kind of left the radar yeah that's funny that you say that because even like I see I tend to forget about that the last couple weeks like with with draft considerations and and all the announcements last week now we're focused on the transfer portal it seems like the last two weeks we've just kind of forgotten about the fact that we still have a, a spot on the bench to fill from the staff perspective um it was reported and that we had reached out to Kentucky assistant Jai Lucas um and that that didn't end up going anywhere I've been told there are um another name or two from that same conference that we could be interested in, but I haven't heard anything since that initially came out a couple of weeks back. So I know they're looking outside of the Duke family, I think for this one. Um, but I have no other, I haven't heard much of it since the, it, and even I, like I said, kind of forget about it. So I, it'll be really interesting to see who they go after, who they get. And I think the fact that it'll be outside of the Duke brotherhood, as we call it, um, will be good for this program. It's something that I was kind of nervous on when they would start doing that. And I'm glad they're doing it now rather than later. Yeah. I mean, something that coach K didn't do and, and credit to, to coach K, he had a hell of a career being able to only mainly work with his, the, certainly the last two decades of his career with his guys, Duke was able to keep the program going, but always okay to bring in fresh perspective. And it looks like John Shire is going to be doing that as you're saying, with this final assistant coaching spot. Okay, also what's happening this week uh, that's been really cool, a couple of commits for Duke, Jared McCain being one of them. We're seeing some in-person, in-house visits out on the recruiting trail. And I just want to get to a just a, a world perspective in this run. We haven't seen this in two and a half, three full years because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And now we're back into a portion of life and a portion of society where the NCAA is granting that. College coaches are taking that into uh, into their practice and that sort of thing. And that's just been really cool to watch. Yeah, man. I, it, it came to a shock to me. I had no clue that they were going out there to, to visit McCain. Um, it, it won't be the last one, I, I bet, um, especially since these guys – 
haven't, like you said, haven't been able to have these in-person encounters, especially in their home. Like it was always so cool to see guys visiting at home, having dinner with their families and stuff, like getting to know them on a personal level more than just a basketball level. And I think, um, Shire is going to make it a point to do that. And he's already doing that. We're, we're less than a month removed from the season and he's already, he's already been at both EYBL sessions. He's visiting uh, recruits and, and home. So um, seeing that kind of makes you feel like back to normal a little bit on the recruiting world. Um, and Duke's got a loaded class, man. So he's got, he's got a few guys to go visit and make the rounds this off season. No kidding. I mean, we're already seeing names in the 2024 class, 2025 <laughs> class. Yeah, he's pursuing this. <laughs> Next thing you know, if he continues at this rate, he's already got the number one class in 2022 and 2023 with five and six main rosters uh, in those classes. Next thing you know, if Shiner doesn't slow down, we're going to be recruiting some fifth graders out there. Yeah. The rate he's going. Don't uh, put really, it past them. Yeah, really impressive stuff. Ryan, I appreciate you spending the Wednesday locked on Blue Devils with me. Duke fans always love to hear from you when you uh, help me spread the word about this podcast. The numbers do really well, so I certainly do appreciate that and want to thank you. How can Duke fans support you and what you're doing? Yeah, man, just I, I uh, at the Duke Nation on Twitter and actually at the Duke Nation on Instagram now, I was helping a guy run that page. We had uh, rebranding it to be the Duke Nation about a year or so ago, and now I've taken over full time. So the Duke Nation on Instagram and the Duke Nation on Twitter, that's all me uh, content every day all day always keeping tabs on everything so check it out you call me when you take over the tiktok world okay because that's something i want to see <laughs> i don't, no one wants to see that jj <laughs> that, that, that won't be happening anytime soon <laughs> ryan i appreciate the time we'll catch up again soon okay sweet thanks jj take care man all right that's my buddy ryan loman joining me here today on lockdown blue devils what a fun show that was he's so good he knows everything that there is to know about the duke blue devils and make sure you do give him a follow at the duke nation on twitter I'm at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore Kale Catchings, the newest commit for Duke men's basketball, the Harvard grad transfer. That's your news of the day. Exciting momentum in the Duke men's basketball program. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.